How you doing, everybody? How you doing, everybody? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. And today, today is our 22nd anniversary. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Come on, church. Woo-hoo. 22 years. 22 years. Um, and I can honestly tell you that 22 years flew by. Some of y'all weren't even born. I get it. That was 22 years. And if you're, if you're new and you, you, today's your first day, hit the share button, whether you're new or not, hit the share button. We want to get everybody to hear this message and this interview we're going to talk about. Because we're end, end, ending 22 years, but we're beginning the 23rd year. And it's very important to understand who we are, what we're going to do, what we're supposed to do, and, and your role in it. And so um, let's, uh, let's bow our heads and pray, and uh, we're going to get right into it. Lord, thank you so much. 22 years ago at San Diego State, year 2000, Montezuma Hall, you started the Rock Church. And thank you that even years before that, you, um, eons before that, you were planning this church. Uh, You knew who would get saved, who would serve. You knew the groups that would happen, all the people that throughout the community that would be impacted by uh, what has been done over the last 22 years. You knew the people who would give financially and give their time, their talent, their treasure. And we thank you for all those people. We thank you for their commitment, their sacrifice. Um, But we're also thankful for what you're going to do. And I pray today would lay the foundation for what we're going to do in the future. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, word. Word, Turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. And... um, I want to start off by sharing a story that's going to kind of give us focus on what we're going to talk about today. Um, I, was a youth, I got saved in 1984, became a youth pastor in 1986 at Horizon Christian Fellowship. And I remember the first time I went to church there seeing a, a non-denominational church. I had never seen that before. People serving the community. And I was like, I want to do that. Fast forward 16 years later, we started the Rock Church at Montezuma Hall. Uh, you saw a little bit about that in the, in the bumper video you just watched. And I always wanted to have a, a church where people serve the community. We didn't just come and hear someone speak, but we actually got out and served the community. And we've been doing that for 22 years, and it's, it's been awesome. But when I said to my wife, I think I want to start a church, she was hesitant because she automatically thought, what does that mean for me? Which is a very logical question. If she's, gonna, if she's my wife, we're going to do this. And, she, and all the pastor's wives she had seen were doing things she did not feel called to do. And she automatically think, am I going to be forced to do something that I'm not called or gifted to do? And so we had a long conversation and, and basically the answer was no, you do what God's called you to do. What I want to talk about today as we celebrate our 22nd year, we're gonna, we look back a little bit, mostly we're going to look forward. What does being part of the rock mean to you? In other words, you, you can celebrate today and all that stuff. But the question is, as we go forward, what should you expect uh, the obligation is, if you will, or the request on your life should be? A lot of people think I'm going to come to church and just listen and go check the box. That's not what this is. So I'm going to give you three simple words. I'm going to introduce you to my guest here. And we're going to talk about these three words. Number one. Know God. We want you to know God. So we're going to talk about what that means today. Philippians 3.8 says, yet indeed, this is Paul speaking. Indeed, I count all things 
a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is not cognitive knowledge, it's spiritual knowledge, experience, relationship. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as garbage. All his accolades, all his education, all his, you know, being hierarchy in the Jewish community. He said, it's garbage compared to knowing Jesus Christ, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God in faith, that I may know him, there it is again, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. He wants to know him. We're going to talk about that one. Number two, growing community. How are you growing in your relationships? When the, first start, the church first started in Acts, it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, they continued daily in one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. House to house they had fellowship. We're going to talk about what that means. You can't grow in your faith if you're just going to come on Sunday. You have to have community. And then lastly, make a difference. So know God, grow in community and make a difference. Um, how are you using your gifts to serve people in the community? 1 Corinthians 14, 12, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church, building the kingdom of God. I was, I was at a golf course uh, recently and this kid was giving me a ride back to my car and he was 20 years old. And I said, what are you, are you in school? He says, yeah, I, I'm going to a certain, certain college. I said, what are you studying? He says, I think I'm going to study economics. And I said, why? And he really didn't have a good answer. I said, what do you want to do with your life? He didn't have a good answer. So I said to him, start with answering this question. Who has God created you to serve and how has he created you to serve them? And if we can think outward instead of inward, what I'm, instead of what am I going to get, what am I going to give? So we want to be a church where people know God, they grow in community, and then they go out and make a difference in the world. And so we're going to talk about that today. And as we celebrate and acknowledge 22 years of, of ministry, as you think about what you are going to do and your role here is that you would think about those three things. Now, next week, we're going to start a new series called Journey to Breakthrough. We're going to start a 40-day fast. 40 days. Don't trip. <laughs> Don't trip. You can choose what you're going to fast. You know, you, maybe you can fast cursing. That might be a good thing, okay? But you could fast, you know, bread, sugars, or just really going full on fast. We'll give you options. But the point is that 40 days you are going to commit to seeking God more than ever before and that there will be a spiritual breakthrough in your life and we're going to end it Easter weekend. It's going to be awesome. But the, the goal is at the end of that 40 days, you are a completely different person. So I want you to be thinking about what we're going to talk about today in the context of next week. We're going to start that and then God's going to do something in your life. So let me introduce my guests from left to right. Uh, Pastor Jason. Hey, Pastor. Uh, I'm Jason Mayer and I became part of the Rock family back in 2008 when I gave my life to Jesus and joined staff a little bit later, 2012. And I had the privilege of serving as campus pastor for seven and a half years in North County, which is now known as San Marcos campus. And about a month ago, uh, my family and I, we moved north to Sonoma, California to plant a church and to bring that do something ethos here to this community. Awesome. Mike. Hey, very similar to Pastor Jason. Uh, my name is Mike Humphrey, and I, I started coming to the Rock Church back in 2004. It took me a little while. The Lord had to break through some stuff in my heart before I got saved in 2006. 
um, got plugged into community and ministry, and I uh, joined the staff at the Rock Church in 2013. I spent a long time in youth ministry. I was an associate campus pastor and most recently got to uh, lead the online campus as the online campus pastor through COVID and through that time. And now I'm here in McKinney, Texas. We, we, are, we were called to plant a church and we're out here by faith, um, planting a church and, and doing what the Lord's calling us to do. Awesome. Pastor Ryan. Ryan Dillon, the campus pastor for the Rock Church City Heights, <laughs> and uh, been a part of the Rock since 2005, my wife and I, and just been on an unbelievable ride with the Lord, and in 2015 was a part of the team that launched the City Heights campus, and then in August of 2020 became the campus pastor. Just an amazing journey, and excited to be here. Good. Pastor Ty. Ty Johnston, I'm associate campus pastor at our Point Loma campus. Um, actually, I got saved um, here at The Rock in 2008, and um, seven years later, came on staff as a youth pastor, um, and then just about five months ago, came on staff here, transitioned to Point Loma to be the associate campus pastor, so it's been a privilege and an honor to serve alongside you guys. Jake. Man, Jake Latulingasanoa, I've been a part of The Rock since 2005, and I was 11 at the time. And so through that time, God has just been moving. And now I serve as a student ministry pastor down in Chula Vista. And it's so exciting. I got saved 2013, July 15th. It's been amazing. Good. Mm. Katharina. Um, I am Katharina. I've been going to The Rock since 2008. I was in eighth grade. And um, I got saved in eighth grade. I went to church my whole life, but I didn't know God until 2008. Um, and I serve at El Cajon on the worship community. Awesome. And I'm enjoying it so much. Awesome. Awesome. Pastor Mario. Amen. My name is Mario Compion, and I get the pleasure of serving as campus pastor at Rock Church San Marcos. My wife and I, in these seats in San Diego, uh, gave our, put our faith in Jesus for the first time. And as well, fast forward years later, uh, my children, who are 10 and 7, have also put their faith in Jesus right here in Rock Church. So awesome. this is awesome. a near and dear place to me. Awesome. Now, you may be listening and say, well, all those are pastors that are in ministry. Uh, is that what I'm supposed to do? No. However, each one of these people have taken the same journey you can take in your faith with Christ, with it, knowing God, growing community, and make a difference. And we're going to talk about those three things. Because as, as even though we're 22 years old and when we're 44 years old and 66 years old, well, I'll be long gone by then, and 88 years old, we're going to be doing the same thing. People are going to be getting saved. They're going to be growing in community, and they're going to be making a difference in the community. It, it, is, it is that simple. And if you can just focus on those three things in your life and not make it complicated and grow in your faith, that's all God requires of you. And if you walk with God, he will guide you in every step of your life, and everything will take care of itself. So first thing we want to talk about is knowing God. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Knowing God, talk about that, your experience in, in your salvation experience. Yeah, my know God story, it, it begins at the Rock Church. And, and I was in 2004, I was a 16-year-old kid. And I was dating this beautiful girl who was attending the Rock Church. And I married her, right? That's my wife today. Um, and she was inviting me to come to church. And, you know, I came a couple times. I'm okay, I'm learning the Bible. But I grew up in this, this Catholic home. And so I wasn't really comfortable being in a Christian church. And I had this kind of back and forth, this pull in my heart feeling like, well, I need to be going to Catholic church and not going to the rock church. And so finally, my, my girlfriend at the time, my wife in her wisdom said, why don't we just, you know, we'll go to the rock one week and then the next week we'll go to your church. 
And to be honest, I didn't even, I didn't even have a church that I went to more than on Christmas and Easter maybe. And so I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that deal. And it took probably two years of me hearing the gospel and hearing uh, the truth of the Lord and the goodness of God for it to penetrate my heart. It's like God was knocking on the door over and over and over again, week after week, telling me, Mike, you need to break down. You need to let go and you need to accept me as your savior. And I remember I was laying in bed one day. I was on the phone with my girlfriend and we were just talking about the Lord, talking about the service that we just went to. And the Lord just broke me. And I remember just tears coming down my face and, and, and I finally let go and allowed the Lord to, to have control. And, and I accepted him. I received him as my savior. And from that point forward, the Lord has had a, a calling for ministry on my life. And it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen unless he broke through, unless, unless I surrendered and allowed him to have control. And from that point forward, I've been on his, on this journey. So that's my no God story in, in its briefness. And there's going to be an opportunity at the end of the service. Uh, if you want to accept Christ as your Savior, we always want to give you the opportunity. But knowing God goes beyond that salvation moment. Uh, Ryan's going to talk about the next step in that salvation moment. Talk about your know God's. Yeah, I mean, I, I gave my life as a youngster at age eight. But you, you don't really fully know that commitment. And so here at The Rock, I've, I've come to truly know God in a different way. Uh, when I travel in and out of the area, the community, the state, the country even, I tell people where I go to church, where I work, and people always say, oh, I know Miles. And I always want to say, no, you don't know Miles. <laughs> you know of Miles, right? And, you know, some people that maybe, I, I know you a little better, and maybe some people that work close with you know you more intimately. Your wife, she knows you, knows mm -hmm. you. But it's that whole journey with the Lord is the same. Like, many people know of God, but they don't really know him. And then when you say yes to him, there's still this journey, this lifelong journey of knowing God. Because he's, he's a mysterious God. He's, he's above us and beyond us. And so there's this everyday journey of getting to know who he is. And I feel like at The Rock, I've really been able to experience that, specifically from 2013 to today, uh, where that journey has been amazing for me to just really know who I am because I'm getting to know my creator. Mm -hmm. so. And Ty, you had a similar experience with getting saved, but knowing God got deeper and deeper for you. Talk about your experience. So, yeah, I, I grew up uh, knowing of God. Like, as, as Ryan mentioned, you just, it's easy to know of God just because you just hear of, of stories, whether you grew up in, in faith or you grew up in church, and um, you don't really know him intimately, right? So there's a difference between knowing him um, and intimately, like an intimacy with him. Like something that God always pressed upon my heart is like, you know, I don't go to church for religion. I go to church for a relationship with the Lord. And roughly, I mean, I'd try to say six months to a year ago, the Lord really spoke to my heart and he said, you don't come to church just for a relationship either. You come to church for intimacy with me, right? We know our barista, you know of Pastor Miles, um, but you, you don't really know your barista like, like you would know your wife or like obviously prayerful you would know the Lord. So the intimacy is where we all are striving to really continue to, to draw closer to the Lord in that space. And that's what um, that transformation that happened for me here at the Rock Church in 2008, I got saved and it's been a journey to really know God intimately so he can change my life on the way that he has. And every single one of you that have, has accepted the Lord, it's one thing to say I'm saved and, and go about your business. It's a whole nother thing to say, I've been introduced to Jesus. He is my savior. But now I'm going to get to understand how he thinks, how he responds to pain, how he responds to rejection, and be able to incorporate that into your everyday life. 
And if every single day you can say, Lord, make me more like you. I want to think like you. I want to have your wisdom, your perspective. I want to have, I want to have love. I want to love like you. When people experience me, I want them to experience you. That's knowing God on a deep and intimate uh, spiritual level. So that's the first step. And that is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong process. And until you are in heaven with the Lord, it will not be perfected. But you are being perfected, but it will not be completed until that day. The next part is growing in community. What is so critical to knowing God is growing in community. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, one of the last two weeks I I asked the question, can you... um, be a really good Christian alone. That's why we're doing this series called Better Together. Uh, when God created Adam and Eve, he says to Adam, it is not good that man be alone. And not only for marriage and family, but for even walking with God. You can't be a Christian alone because you need God. So that's a relationship. And then he's gonna, you're going to learn forgiveness and learn grace and learn uh, loving through your relationship with other people. And that comes in community. Mm-hmm. And so... Katharina, talk about the importance of community. And by the way, community for us is not only being here on Sunday or wherever you watch church on Sunday, but groups. Um, we have groups all over the world, and we want to encourage you to join one of those groups. We'll give you information about that on a minute. Talk about your... Yeah, when I think of community, I think of the story in Mark 2 where the paralyzed man, and you have four people carrying his mat on top of a roof. Not only that, but like digging a hole to like mm-hmm. let him come down to Jesus I think of that's what community is about. It's people who are willing to carry your mat in tough seasons, but also people who are willing to um, celebrate you in, in celebratory seasons. And for me, I, um, I've always had people in my life, but I never experienced the depth of that kind of community until I started being in a group. Mm-hmm. Not only being in a group, but also leading a group. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, Sometimes when you leave, lead a group, you kind of learn a little bit more mm-hmm. than being in a group. <laughs> yeah, you learn and, more when you teach than when yeah. you, you learn. <laughs> and um, community just is, is there for you. Um, I remember just a quick story. Um, I, me and my husband lost our dog a few weeks ago. And um, our, our campus pastor, it was really hard for us. But our campus pastor, he says, when you hurt, we hurt. Mm. Pastor Zeb said that. And I think that's so profound in, in having community is when your community hurts, like it hurts you too. And just being able to be there and support them and be by their side. And that's kind of like, it all starts in being in a group. You know. uh, a lot of times people say, oh, the churches are so big and there's so many people, uh, I can't get connected. That's why we have groups. And when I first uh, gave my life to God and said, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to walk with Jesus, I was in a group. Uh, just, 20, 38 years ago. And that group laid the foundation for my relationship with God. So we want to help you get in a group no matter where you are around the world. If you text the word groups to 52525, that's groups to 52525. We'll get information to you about how to get in a group or how to start a group. Jake has a story about how groups impacted your life. Yeah, we actually started our group when I was 13 years old. And so I remember... Did you going, start it at 13? Yeah, I, I went to my parents and they were in their bedroom and I was like, we need to start a group. <laughs> my parents were like, we're so busy. <laughs> and I was like, if we're busy doing all this stuff, we can't be too busy for God. And I walked out. Ooh. The conviction of the Lord saved me from the spanking that day. <laughs> <laughs> because they came upon my Lord and we started, uh, wow. my parents, and we started wow. the group at 13. Wow. And 
it was really cool. I went through a traumatic time when I was 13, 14, being bullied in, in high school, um, not feeling like I belong. And I started to slip into this depression. But the group that we started awesome. was there. They awesome. prayed for us, awesome. many different conversations, many different dark times through the pain. And really God showed himself through the small group that we had. And I can honestly say today that it's been a lifesaver. Awesome, awesome. Get in a group, please get in a group. Yeah. If you're gonna be part of the church and you really wanna be part of what we're doing, you gotta come know God, that's a lifelong journey. Get in a group, lifelong relationships, and then make a difference. Go out and serve in the community. There are countless needs out in the community. And it, trust me, if you wanna get rid of a problem, get a bigger problem. And if that bigger problem is somebody else's problem, it's even better, it'll get your mind off your problems. Jason, Pastor Jason, talk to us about making a difference. Yeah, you know, I, I realized pretty early on that God wasn't going to force himself upon me, uh, that if I wanted to make a difference, it was going to be up to me to take some steps. And then if I did, he would meet me there. And uh, I think the advice I'd give anybody is uh, don't, don't start with where you think you should be, but start where you are. And uh, in 2012, I said, how can I help out around here? And so we need some help saying hi to people and greeting people in hospitality. I said, all right, great. I can smile. I can hand out bulletins. And uh, that was the beginning for me. And uh, to think back, that was, you know, uh, 10 years ago. And now uh, here I am, you know, moving my family, doing what most people would think would be crazy, uh, planting a, a church in an area that's not terribly receptive to it. And uh, it all began by just simply taking that first step. And through that, God just continued to, to work in my life and just continue to move me to new levels. And uh, as I surrender to him and it's, it's that it's, he has the power to, to change the world, but he's going to use us to do it. And we got to be willing to say yes to that call in our lives. And so that's how it worked for me. Just taking that first step. Mario, Amen. you, you uh, have a make a difference story about how God has taken you from yeah. A to Z. Yeah. Amen. I used to think that making a difference meant how I can make a difference in my world, how I can grow my empire, my name, my image bigger. And so before I did any kind of serving in the context of church, I was just kind of living my life with my family. I was, found myself in a time of unemployment. I was unemployed for about nine months. And during that time, I didn't really know where to invest my energy. So I came here to the church. I just figured, well, put me to work. Let me do some volunteer work. Little by little, being able to serve with our safety team on Sundays, being able to serve with our Awanas ministry, which is for kids during the week, I started realizing the life that was actually bubbling up inside of me in a way that I had never experienced before. So I started to press in a little bit more, started serving in men's ministry, started leading the ministry, got into our pastoral support, which allowed me to just see what the pastors were doing here at the church. I remember pastor being in the back, watching pastors lay hands on you prior to service. And I was moved at how what was happening in that room was not for you. It was for the multitudes of families that you were going to give the word of God to to impact in ways they had no idea that was coming their way. That started to call to me more and more and more. And as a matter of fact, years ago, it was Pastor Jason at the San Marcos campus who invited me to apply for an associate pastor role. And I thought to myself, there's no reason that I should be called a pastor. There's nothing in my history and there's nothing that I can see in front of me that would make me a good pastor. But nonetheless, we prayed about it. And as we went through the interview process, I was astounded that there were open doors that were leading away. And there was something good in you that could make Tell you me <laughs> And here I find myself being able to say, yes, I, I enjoy, not only do I enjoy pastor, but at this point, my making a difference is the opportunity to identify those people who were just like me years ago in the seats, 
who need the opportunity to step into somewhere to go, be in community, and start serving the needs of others. Because that's really where we understand, wow, this is what God has called me to do. So talk to them right now. There's, there's a bunch of people watching in all our campuses, all online around the world, who are checking the box, going to church. Checking the box, going to church. And God's like, there's more to it than that. you got to get in the game. It's like people going to a football game and, you know, there's a bunch of people in the stands who need exercise, watching a bunch of people on the field who need rest. And so you need to get in the game. Speak to them. Absolutely. If I could tell you anything, God has so much more than what you believe. I was you. I was sitting right there looking at a stage like this, wondering, God, what do you have for me? Why have you brought me here? And I'm telling you that the Lord has something bigger than you've ever dreamed of. All you have to do is let those things go. Because if you go open fist, open hand, those things that you're clenching so bad, as they may or may not stay, the Lord's going to fill you in ways that only he could do. And if you're willing to trust that, if you're willing to say, yes, Jesus, I'm willing to believe, I'm willing to put my faith, I'm willing to step into a room of people that I don't know, I'm willing to serve a crowd that I'm not familiar with, I want you to watch and take inventory of what the Spirit of God is going to do in your life. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, we need 800, listen, hear me now, 845 volunteers. 800. Men's ministry, women's ministry, youth ministry, community, chaplaincy, uh, uh, do something groups in the community, all, uh, starting groups. If you feel, I, I want to do something, and maybe you don't even know what you want to do, you just want to serve. Text volunteer to 52525. That's volunteer to 52525. Go to our website. There's plenty of ways to get in contact with us. But say, I want to learn where to volunteer and let's do something. I promise you that if you put yourself in a position for God to use you, you're going to grow in your faith way more 100% of the time than if you don't. So step one, know God. Step two, grow in community. And step three, make a difference by serving. First step, know God. We're going to take communion here in a minute. Um, before we take communion, though, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. We don't want you to take communion and having rejected Christ. It's as simple as A, B, C. A, admit that you're a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B, believe that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead for your sin. C, commit your life to Christ. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. There's no magic. It's really the faith that you're putting in Christ to give your life to him. That you would say, Lord, I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and uh, pray with me. Lord, thank you so much for all the thousands of times we led people in this prayer over the last 22 years. At San Diego State, outside an open-air theater, in all our campuses, at hotels and events around the city. And we thank you that right now someone is sitting there saying, I want to know God and I want to walk with God. If you would like to give your life to Christ, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my sin. I commit my life to him. I confess my sin. The Bible says if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive me 
and cleanse me. So Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Fill me with the spirit of God. Be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen.